You're listening to the KB Podcast Network. <laughs> hey guys, producer Darren here. Have you heard? Cindy Stewart has a new book. It's called New Moves of God. This book will open your spiritual eyes to see what God is doing so you can position yourself to be part of one of the most significant invasions of world culture in kingdom history. It will empower you to step into God's moves as he releases new anointings and new assignments that will far surpass your wildest imaginations. If you're a listener of her podcast, I'm sure that caught your attention. You can get your hands on that book right now. Just visit cindy-stewart.com or check out the link in the description or show notes. Again, that's cindy-stewart.com. Cindy Stewart podcast, a source for encouragement as you learn to discover God's dream for your life. With a passion to help you on your journey, here is your host, Cindy Stewart. Hi, I'm Cindy Stewart and welcome to my show. And this is going to be an amazing one. I'm going to tell you, you're going to cry. You're going to jump up and down. You're going to be encouraged. And really, I believe that the Lord is going to show you something that he is doing that maybe you weren't aware of or just hadn't put two and two together yet uh, so that you can step in to this next move of God. So my guest today is Troy Brewer. Welcome, Troy. It's so glad to have you on. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, ma'am. Me too. I'm glad to have you. I met Troy last year at a birthday party for Patricia King. And when I met him, I saw him. uh, I just said, you know, that is a generous man. He has such a generous spirit in him. And as I've gotten to know him a little bit, I realized, yes, he is such a generous man. But Troy is the pastor over at uh, Open Door Experience uh, outside of Dallas. It's in Burleson, right? Is that correct? That's correct. Yes, ma'am. written so many books. Uh, he does amazing things. Him and his wife, Leanna, has a ranch. I've heard a lot about your ranch from a mutual friend of ours, Susan Cheatham. She tells me what a rancher you are. But I want to talk about, I, I told you, I want to start out about you sharing uh, about your trip to the Amazon recently. I know you just got back. You shared some of it with me yesterday. And I feel like that's something that people need to know that's going on. So go ahead, share a little bit about your trip. Oh, with my goodness. Thank you so much. Yeah. So we've been doing a work, um, saving boys and girls out of sexual slavery and all kinds of craziness for about 30 years now. And 20 years ago, we started going down to the Amazon and doing a work down there in Leticia, Colombia. And it's only accessible by airport and by a boat and that's it. And, um, recently I was doing a conference and I know Jamie Lynn was there. I know that she's been a recent guest with you. And we were in the Georgia area and uh, we were coming back from that. I was going down to Florida and that night I had a dream and the dream was, um, it was like heaven was interviewing me and this guy was interviewing me and it was kind of like a post game, uh, you know, it was like post game. It was like, after my life had ended, I'm about to enter into heaven. We're just going to talk about how the father has, has been so good to me. And we're just going to talk about the goodness of the Lord in my lifetime. And it was a wonderful interview. It was much like this. I uh, had a microphone, had a camera, whole nine yards. And he asked me all these brilliant questions and I was so excited. And then he asked me this question out of all the miracles that you've ever seen, which ones 
did you miss that you wish you hadn't missed? What are your top 10 big miracles that you missed? And I went, oh, I know exactly what those are. And I said, had I made it down to the Amazon in 2022, there was a little girl that we had just rescued who was mute because she was so tra traumatized. If I would have made it down there, the Lord would have had her see me. She would have recognized me as her daddy. She would have came up to me and hugged me and she would have loved me. I would have told her to speak and she would have had. And I said that in my dream and and the interviewer who was actually an angel, uh, but he didn't have wings or anything, but I just knew he was angelic. He just said, oh yeah, that was a big one. And I said, yeah, it really was. I wish I could have made that happen. I, I really regret that I didn't, that, that, that I wasn't able to press into that miracle. And then I woke up and I told my bride, I said, Leanna, I think I have an assignment to go down to the Amazon and to see that little girl speak. And my bride didn't hesitate. She said, yep, you need to make that happen. Let's go. So she said that she would preach for me here at Open Door. I found a way to get down there. And I got down there. My team was already there. We have a rescue home on the Brazilian side and on the Colombian side. We have two rescue homes there. And we went across the border. And Cindy, I'm telling you, I was so hyped up because I was like, this is going to happen. This miracle is going to happen. We've been working with this little girl for more than a month, uh, completely mute, so traumatized, wouldn't let anybody touch her, uh, literally came out of a, of a pornographic ring. She's nine year, She's only nine years old. And we, I walked into the room and uh, my one of my people there said, that's that little girl out there. I said, yeah, I recognize her. And I saw her and I said, I said, hello, Francis, I'm your Papa Troy. And she looked at me and she smiled. And as the Lord is my witness, she got up, walked straight across and gave me the biggest hug you can possibly imagine. And everyone was amazed. Everyone was like, what? This this little girl doesn't have anything to do with other human beings. And she hugged me and she would not let me go. And I could just feel the presence of the Lord. And I was like, here, here we go. This little girl is getting set free right now. And then I said to her in her sweet little ear, which is about that big, <laughs> I said, I said, you know what? I said, it's okay for you to start talking now. And she backed up and she said, Troy. And she started talking in Portuguese and telling me her entire life story. Wow. And right in front of everybody, the Lord just opened up her little mouth and made her able to talk. And that little girl, we saw the true transformation. The whole thing happened that quick. And I saw that happen just, just this week. Wow, that is incredible. And, you know, I get so excited about that because all I can think of is as I see the bigger picture, okay, God has given you a dream that's going of the from a future vision and that future vision is activated in the very present in order to bring breakthrough for a little girl that has been so traumatized and you know she's not going through years of deliverance it's just the goodness of god and that that uh that papa troy coming in and she saw just the presence of god open her up for that i mean you can't even make this stuff up it was it was exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or even think. And I really didn't have a plan. Cindy, I didn't I I just went down there and just went, I have an assignment for this one little girl and I'm just believing it. And God showed up in such a tremendous way. And that little girl was set free and she is set free. And we have her now. And again, we had already had her for almost a month or maybe a little bit over a month and had seen very little progress 
um, just in her emotional state. And then boom, we saw the breakthrough. We saw it happen instantly. Right there. And you know what's interesting about that? I, you know, really, as you think about that, uh, Jamie Lynn and I talked about that. I had her earlier and I've really been preaching on this. God is doing these suddenlies, these new assignments, mm -hmm. these uh, new anointings. And really, it's just like a suddenly of a season that God is doing because there's mm -hmm. a quick work that uh, needs to occur in order for us to move into the places that we need to move into. And for you specifically, even that yes to the dream was the breakthrough that she needed whether you yeah. realize the fullness that was going to happen. You just said yes to God. I sure did. You know, the Lord will take our yes and he will do so much with it. I mean, so much with it. I, I really like what you're talking about that you and Jamie Lynn were talking about that all these suddenlies are happening because time is being accelerated in a great way right now. And we know that time is relative. And one of the things that time is relative to is the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. In mm -hmm. fact, the Bible says in the book of Revelation that in those days that, that the days will be shortened for the elect's sake. And so like, okay, well, we think of that as far as the timeline is going to be brought closer. No, it literally means the days are shortened. Time will be accelerated. And it's like, how could that be for the elect's sake? Because what used to take a year can happen in a day. What used to take a whole day can happen in a millisecond now. And we need to, we need to redeem the time. We have to bring redemption into our time frames, And we actually answer evil with the goodness of God. So a big part of these suddenlies have to do with our yes and answering evil with the goodness of God and God coming in and just changing it. I agree. And I know that you have a book about redeeming the time. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, it's it's been an ongoing revelation for me for more than 30 years, just the importance of we need to have mastery in our time frames. You know, we think about terms of, hey, in relationships, everybody's got to know relationships. Hey, when it comes to uh, managing money, everybody's got to know how to manage money. And then we tend to dismiss time, yet everybody has to deal with time. And I started studying and how, what exactly is time? How does time work? And I started seeing and having great hope in understanding that time, space, and matter is created by God. And that we tend to think of in the Western world, we tend to think of God as father time and he's not father time. He's the father over time is what yes. he is. And he rules and reigns over all those things. There's a beginning of time. There's an ending of time. And the point of time, the reason why he created time was for the purposes of redemption. Adam didn't enter into the into his time frame until he sinned. In the day that you eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. And then he died 930 years later, which a day is to the Lord is a thousand years, right? right. So he died that day. Um, and like, what is that? Well, when he, as soon as he sinned, he fell into sin, he fell into death, but he also fell into time where the Redeemer could come in and give us Genesis 3.15, the promise of redemption, and begin mm -hmm. to walk him through the process of relationship that would completely set him free. And so the book has to do with exactly how that works and how I see it. Yeah, that's really interesting because one thing I have noticed with the Lord is whatever time you need, he works it out. Mm -hmm. You know, if you if you yeah. have so much to do, you don't feel like you can do it, there's, there's something that occurs in the supernatural that, that enters into that time frame that you have, and suddenly everything's done, everything's worked out, and it's not like the day got longer. It's like there was this supernatural overlay 
over what you were trying to accomplish and it's just done. And you're like, I don't even know how I did it. All I know that there was some encounter with God that held everything for a moment that cost me nothing. It's like being translated. I've been translated quite a few times and it's, it's mm -hmm. like, it cost me nothing, but it saved me everything. And I was able to do exactly what I needed to do. It's a crazy phenomenon, isn't it? It is. And it's wonderful. Just like, just like you being translated. So that's, that's an issue of space, right? That mm -hmm. God can literally take you from one place to another place. Okay. Well, you can't separate time and space. Right. You know, so they're, they're, they're in perfect continuum. Time, space, and matter are in perfect continuum and God rules and reigns over those things. And so, by the way, that is actually in Genesis one, in the very first verse of the Bible, in the beginning time, God created the heaven, space, and the earth matter. Time, space, and matter are actually in the very first verse <laughs> in the Bible at 31,171 verses. He's there right there. And so it's like, okay. Like, okay, so so what is that? He's like, no, no, I rule and reign in these things. And if we can find instances all the way through the word of God where he stops time, where he speeds up time, where he slows down time. But mm -hmm. we, I, what I've found is that there's an actual difference between redeemed time and unredeemed time. And we can find that whenever the Redeemer enters into time, the timeline actually becomes redeemed and everything in it becomes blessed and it works the way that it's supposed to. And the timing happens the way that it's supposed to. When it's unredeemed and the presence of the Lord is not in it, everything works and everything is off timing. Uh, you know, and everything doesn't produce when it's supposed to produce. And it's just like Deuteronomy 28. He says, in the morning, you'll say, I wish it was evening. And in the evening, you'll say, I wish it was morning. Like, what is that? There's no redemption within that time frame. So we have to bring the spirit of the Lord and his manifest presence into every single time frame. And then things work. It does. It just works. And, you know, like I said, you, you can't figure out how it worked. You can't explain it. I remember one time we were traveling and my husband was asleep and I was driving and the Lord said, if you'll worship me, I will show you how I translate uh, you. And I'm like, okay. And in, you know, <laughs> yeah. so I'm driving, I've got two angelic beings on each side of my car. And I'm like, okay. So apparently I've got some coverage here while I'm at it. And he begins to, I begin to worship. And my husband wakes up and he says, where are we? I told him, he said, that's impossible. And then he just went right back to sleep. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. you can go to sleep. But God showed me, it's almost like uh, a belt extended. And when you bend the belt to the ends touch, there's that loop of yep. time that yes. is uh, in space that is, uh, I don't know if the right word is redeemed, by the Lord where you end up where you need to be at the right time, whether you had enough time to get there or not. So good. Okay. So what you discovered is the difference between circular time and linear time. And circular time is a moedim or it's seasons. So we have, we deal yeah. with both times and seasons. Times are linear and they tend to be separated or they tend to be, they tend to be surround. I should say in the middle of every linear timeline is an epic event. Okay. So like there's the time that Leanna had twins, which she did. <laughs> All right. There's the time <laughs> my kids were in school. There's a the time this, that. Okay. But then circular time or seasons or moedims actually goes in a circle. And that's, that is the place 
that is the place where the Lord loves to work. And he loves to bring redemption over and over and over and over and over again, just like, you know, it's seasonal. And so again, the, the same word for season or seasons is Moedim's and that has to do with circular time. You nailed it. Oh, that is so interesting too. And even in, uh, and we'll talk about this a little bit. I was thinking about the young girl that, you know, that just suddenly had that moment of clarity. She was able to talk. She began to just have that breakthrough, that healing. Um, I was thinking about her and that, that redemption and really what you've been doing for 30 years, that is this, um, and I'm sure there's been times where there's been suddenlies and then there's been times where it's long and arduous. You know, you've had to fight a lot of battles in order to have victory there. But I was thinking about all of that you have rescued and have gone through the, um, through your camps or, uh, you know, that you were talking about. I was thinking about what does that look like in that kingdom artistry as God has put it on your heart, you and Leanna's heart to build this rescue, this, uh, I, what I, let me just say what I see. I just keep seeing almost like a whirlwind of God touching down mm -hmm. and pulling out those, uh, that need to be rescued and healed and, and anoint them to go further in the kingdom assignment that he has for him. That tapestry that you're talking about is exactly how it's, it, you know what it is? It has to do with, it's, it looks like a DNA swirl, right? Mm. It looks like that. And it's how heaven invades earth. It's, it is literally how it works. There's all these promises and all these prophetic words and all these scriptures and all these declarations. And then there are people in the midst of that, that are lining up with that in such a way that right. and many times you just don't even know how you're lining up with it. You just say yes to the voice of the Lord. You just saying, yes, that's all you're saying. Or you're just like, I love Jesus. So therefore, it's just a therefore that's predicated by your love for King Jesus and the passion that you have for the Lord in the midst of that. God literally just brings in all these things, all these promises that are crazy. Um, I literally will hear, Cindy, we'll, we, we will be somewhere and I will literally hear the voice of children crying. I will literally hear it. And I'll tell Leanna, we're going to rescue somebody today. I just heard the voice of one crying out. I just heard the voice of a child that is crying. And Leanna does too. She's like, Troy, did you hear that? I went, I did. You know what? We're on the verge of a rescue. God is fixed. There's somebody that the world doesn't know about that heaven is celebrating. He wants them rescued. They're right here somehow, some way. Let's just, let's put our, let's put our stake in the ground right here and let's start going after it and see what we can find. And then, and then we do indeed find them. I love that tapestry. It's well, an orchestra. And, you know, that was one one of the things that uh, the Lord has been talking to me about is how we carry a sound uh, mm. for a season and how no matter what we do, that sound comes out of us, that connection to what God is doing and what uh, reverberates in us. We can't help it there. I mean, we can't help it there. It's just like you said, part of our DNA. It's what we do because he has woven it woven it in us and our yes has made it continue to grow and foster and and just be almost like uh a oneness with god in that sound and that's oh i totally like to i totally agree with that no i totally agree with that cindy and you know what that you know so so the i'm i'm also a musician and what has been the standard of tuning for the past three thousand years has been four 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 frequency 
Okay. Uh, We changed it in the late 1800s. And uh, I want to tell you, I, I don't like it. We changed it to 440 and I don't, I don't like that. I like the 440 tuning. And I really believe that the key of David is not just a physical key. It's also the key of a sound, which is 444. I think that King David himself was the one who actually initiated at the tabernacle in the wilderness, the standard of tuning that all the musicians who worshiped, who worship the Lord 24 seven, he's the one that came up with that. And that four, four, four tuning has to do with the sound of the manifest presence of God. And David had, David had, you know, a, a huge revelation of that four, 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 right? That standard of tuning, meaning a sound that goes out that ushers in the presence of the Lord. When Jesus comes back, there's going to be a trump and there's going to be a mighty blast and he's going to shout and there's going to be a sound that initiates the manifest presence of King Jesus and the fulfillment of all the promises. And today we have to line up with that. And whenever we say yes in our spirit and whenever we totally submit our life to Jesus and say, okay, God, I'm on this journey, that sound goes before us and it opens doors that no man can close and it closes doors that no man can open. And I think that that's what the key of David is all about. Wow, that is amazing. And I am so excited. I mean, like, I'm like almost shaking inside because, (laughs) you know, when sometimes when you have a revelation and you don't like I'm not a musician, but I have heard that uh, talked about uh, many years ago uh, with Don Potter. You know, he was talking about the sounds and the frequency and, and all of that. And so when I hear that, I realize Oh God, that's what you're doing. You know, people who are listening, guys, you are listening. What what's happening is you're like, that's what I'm doing. I'm so aligned with my yes, with my heart, with the mm. word of God in me, with willing to do whatever, whether I understand it or not, whether it costs me everything or not. That's what's reverberating in us. And when you were saying that when he returns and you hear that sound, you know, it's gonna be, it's gonna be the oneness that we've longed for. It's the oneness that we have hungered for, but we will know the sound because we carry that oneness in us because of the obedience and the commitment to him and what he's doing in us. That was oh, a lot. Cindy. Oh, no, it's good. <laughs> Don't get me preaching. <laughs> it's good. Preach that, sister. Preach that. No, it's just, it's just so good. It's just so real. Heart that's in alignment with the Lord is also in tune is yeah. it's there's literally a sound that goes with it and the tuning of the lord we have to let the lord continue to tune us and then we have to literally conform our life to the image of god's plan that's it's one thing for god to give you the plan it's a whole other thing for you to conform your life to the image of god's plan and it brings it out of distortion into the harmony of the lord so that you can be in harmony with the orchestra that is coming from heaven to see heaven invade earth our prayer Absolutely. life lines up with that, you know, what what we do, the works of our hands, the words of our mouth, all of those kinds of things. No, I, I'm, I'm with that program. Yeah. So if for everyone who's watching, listening, I know we're going Facebook Live right now. Can you give them some encouragement of how to step out of the uh, being untuned, not being tuned into the Lord and step in to that tuning fork of God? Sure can. And I just want to, I do want to encourage everybody and tell you that if, if you feel like, you know, that the Lord has been beating you up lately and telling you, Hey, I need you to step into this, step into that, step into this, man, I want to encourage you guys to do that. I also want to encourage you and tell you, like, if the Lord says, Hey, look, you've got unforgiveness in your life. You got to bring, listen, that's out of tune with the Lord. 
And the spirit of Jesus is not in that, is not in the midst of that unforgiveness or that pornography that you're involved in or right. whatever the whatever those things are, right? You can't find the tuning of the Lord within that. If you will step out of those things and step into him, if you'll actually do that, that sound, this, this, this thing of having a heart that is in alignment with God, that literally takes pleasure at the table of the Lord and not at the table of demons, but actually at the table of the Lord. And you say, okay, I'm going to, this is the place where I'm going to live. He says this, and I want you guys to listen to this because it's so good. He says, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if any man will hear my voice, there's that sound and open the door, literally open a portal to heaven by hearing God speak. He says, I will come in and sup with him and him with me. We'll sit at the same table. We'll be family. That whole thing of dining together has to do with covenant, has to do with the fulfillment of covenant, has to do with promised land living. And it also has to do with with the pleasures of the Lord, sitting at the table with the pleasures of the Lord in sonship. And I don't mean to go off too deep or too crazy. I hope that didn't sound too crazy, Cindy. Okay. So so the importance is this. The Lord, the Lord asks us to conform our lives to his image because he wants us to bring into a place of perfect timing and perfect tuning. And he's not asking us to be successful in all things. He's asking us to be victorious in all things. And there are such victorious places. Uh, you and I, you and I were talking yesterday about uh, simple solutions to complicated issues. Yes. And I am not one of the sharpest knives in the drawer. And I, I know that. And I'm just like, wow, God, I need to be able to find myself in an easy place to find a simple solution to this complicated issue. And it literally distorts, it literally distributes the distortion and comes down to this simple place that is found only in Jesus. That belongs to every single believer that is watching right now. And man, just you don't have to stand in the noise and the confusion. Worry is noise. Yes. Worry is noise. Unforgiveness is noise. I could go on and on and on about the chaos that comes with walking in those things that's out of alignment with the tuning of the Lord and the sound of heaven and the heart of King Jesus is not found in those things. Absolutely not. And I just want to encourage everyone who's listening. I There, there was a lot shared, but just say, Jesus I'm out of tune. I can tell. And show me how to realign, retune, get in the right step with you. And he will. He will suddenly highlight, like Troy mentioned, whether it's pornography, whether it's just apathy, he will highlight it and give you a way out of it. So yes, I want to encourage you in that. Just ask Jesus and he will show up. And Troy, uh, we've only got a couple minutes left. There's a word I want to share with you, but I just wanted to ask you, just in a, uh, if you can, in a sentence or two, where do you see the move of God taking us? I can I can tell you right now, you can easily find him right now in, in several different places for me. One is de- designated sacred spaces. I see the spirit of the Lord in designated sacred spaces in my own house, uh, yeah. in, in all kinds of places are like, this place is sacred to me and the Lord. And he's like, meet me in those places. Uh, where I can see him taking us into this is, is this, we're in a completely different era now. It requires a completely different wineskin. We like the idea of that, but the actual um, application of that is completely different. And what's real is the things, we don't want to fight for the, for the things that no longer matter. I don't, I don't want to fight for those things. I want to fight for what's relevant in the kingdom today and where we are headed in this. I see that God Almighty moves today in uh, selfless acts of redemption. 
and having a compassion and a heart for people that nobody else loves, nobody else cares about. And I can see that being a big, huge yeah. part of the revival that is coming. Yeah, me too. And I also feel like there's a big family revival coming that there is. family yes, members there is. that are outside of the believing realm, God yes. is pulling them in and tugging on their hearts. So I, yes, I think that's is. so good. I'm so be encouraged about your family too. So let yes. me just share uh, yesterday when I was talking to you and actually it was kind of building up, uh, the Lord gave me a word for you and I want to share it with you real quick. Um, in first Kings 19, Elijah is told to go anoint Jehu as king of Israel mm -hmm. and he didn't do it. And it, and it waits until second Kings, I think six and then no nine. And then Elisha sends one of the sons of prophet to anoint Jehu. And, uh, the word that I kept getting for you was God is anointing you in a promotion over where you've been. And when Jehu got that anointing as king, it was done in private by the prophet. But when he came out, he didn't want to tell his peers. But when, they, when he finally told them, they cheered because they knew it was right. And that's what I feel like. God is about to promote you to an elevated leadership position. And the people around you are going to cheer because they know it is the right thing for you in this season. Let it be. Let it be Let according it be to his in word. Jesus name. Let it be yeah. according to his word. Thank you for That's that. Right. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Wow. So Troy, thank you for being on. I know we'll have to do it again. And guys, thanks Please. for watching. There's so more. Check it out. It's on there. Troybrewer.com and invest in yourself because God is investing you every single day. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stewart.com. We'll see you next time.